0: good morning good evening good afternoon y'all already know wherever you tuned in right now to your favorite sports cast on this side of the mississippi y'all know what it is it's another Chronicle production it's your boy d wood and this right here is the bringing the wood podcast i'm your host d wood up to no good on a beautiful as in my soul is beautiful but the day is ugly as hell out there man it's rainy it's murky it's foggy it's is everything. So I'm I'm Dolo. No big chase. But I'll be I'll I'll be back with him on Marvel Football Fridays. Y'all know. We can't be apart too long, man. We're a duo, dynamic duo in this podcast industry. You feel me? But um again, man, it's gonna be a beautiful episode as always. Thank y'all for tuning in. You already know. We're gonna get straight to it. We're going in the hoops first. Uh man, uh this a um sad day, not a sad day like that, but Yesterday, everybody played. The Warriors played. Kings played. Nets played, and terribly, we all lost. Man, Um, that don't normally happen all the time, uh, but it did happen um, yesterday, and it was uh, it very sucked. I'll start with my Nets because we were doing our thing, riding a uh, twelve-game win streak Uh, that came to a halt um, um, yesterday to the Bulls, one twelve to one twenty-one in Chicago. Kevin Durant played extremely well, 44 points on 22 shots, 5 for 10 from the three-point line, 9 for 9 from the free-throw line, uh, four rebounds, five assists. Uh, Kyrie, on the other hand, um, he had a bad uh, shooting night, 25 points on 24 shots, 1 for 8 from the three-point line. And also Royce O'Neal was 0 for for 9, 0 for 8 from the three-point line, um, and that's a starter. Uh, Nick Claxton again um, one of our biggest issues rebounding he had 11 points on 10 shots another terrible shooting night not another terrible shooting night but a terrible shooting night for Nick Claxton Um, only six rebounds Um, and then Ben contributed seven points nine boards only two assists and one for four from the free throw line free throw woes still continue to haunt Ben Simmons and before I continue to start on my nets and their problems take a sip of this truly. I'm I'm sipping, y'all. Yes, it's it's early in the morning, but I am sipping because it's been stressful. uh, That's more of my Titans, but we'll get to that in a minute. But as far as my Nets, they've been on up and up, so this is more of a celebration sip. (sighs) Enjoy, but I definitely um like what we got going. Again, though, we just we get killed on the boards. Again, our highest rebounder was Ben with nine. Nick only gave us six, and then nobody else on the roster gave us more than four. And then you go over to Chicago, and you got Vucevic with 13. Uh, Williams gave seven. Levine gave five. DeRozan gave seven. Um, and I always forget the young the young guard's name that they be playing with. Uh, uh, I ain't even going to uh, kill his last name. But He has seven rebounds, too. So uh, we get killed on the boards, and we play bigger teams. That's our um, – that's our kiddies here, especially if we're not flawless, you feel me? If we're not flawless on the offensive end of the court. And, you know, that's not going to happen every night. You know what I'm saying? Some teams going to play some good defense. They're going to strategize. Sometimes we're going to have a bad – we're going to just shoot bad like Kyrie did. You know what I'm saying? When you only go get 25 points on 24 shots, a bad shooting night, and we're not getting a lot of second-chance points, a lot of one-and-dones on these shots. You know what I'm saying? So we got to – we got to – we got to – Again, I still think we need to get us a big man, uh, a rebounder. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who can get in there and consistently grab us some rebounds. At least so we can put in against these bigger teams to help out with Nick Claxton, bro. Because putting KD at center and putting Ben at center, it it works, but it only works for so long. You know what I'm saying? And and TJ Warren and Watanabe, like, we can't put these guys at, at center. We literally only have one real center on the roster. And again, Nick Claxton is shorter than KD and they probably weigh the same. So, you know, it's just like it, it's a it's a problem. I don't know if we can win a championship like that because most of the teams that um are the uh you know top teams in the east or the west, ooh, excuse me, they rebound really, really well. So we definitely gotta we gotta work on that. You know what I'm saying? And again, though, overall we looked good, just had a 12-game win streak. Uh, we show some real cohesiveness. Everybody's healthy. Again, shout out to Coach Jock Vaughn, coaching his ass off. Got these boys playing well. And um, you know, so definitely like what we got going, moving in the right direction, peaking at the right time is what I should say. Peaking, definitely peaking at the right time. So uh we we definitely are uh, sitting right now at the two three seed, three seed momentarily. So it's it's definitely good to be in a place like this. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Looking good now. Got all the BS behind us, like I said last week. Um, You know, we're looking forward. and We focused on playing basketball and winning games and playing meaningful basketball games later on in the year. So shout out to my Nets for finally getting it together and uh, putting the pass behind us. Again, 12-game win streak was really, really good. Wish we could have kept it going. Good win for the Bulls. Even, Even with the mess they got going with Zach Levine and the players, they still go out there and get it done. So... That was definitely a uh, you know, good, good game to be uh, to watch. But we gotta we got rebound. We gotta continue to to work on being a better rebounding team. And obviously it comes with effort, but again, when you got Katie going to get 44, it's gonna be hard for him to go get 10 rebounds. <laughs> you know, it's efforts. Like I'm giving all my effort to keep us in this game. You also want me to use some of that effort to go rebound too? Like, you know, so it's just one of those things we gotta work on is coaching, upper management. We'll figure, hopefully we figure it out. If not, this will be us. And um, I think it'll be our demise if we do, you know, get put out in the playoffs. It'll be because we're small and when we miss shots, we don't get a lot of second chance points. We can't, You know, so that's that's just kind of my little two cents on how I feel about uh, where we stand right now as a team. You know what I'm saying? But offensively, we're high-powered, and when we click clicking, we can go get 120, you know what I'm saying, on anybody. But, again, when we have those off nights and Kyrie is off, or KD is off. Can we defend and rebound and play enough team ball to uh, get a win? We we will see. So we'll see soon enough. Um, and uh, next game, the Warriors uh, segue. They didn't put on a couple of exciting games. Um, you had the, the game with the game winner with uh, DiVincenzo Chinzo not too long ago, and then you had this game last night. Uh, with Detroit, which was a doozy from start to finish, um, both teams played their ass off. Clay Thompson uh, was balling. Uh, Jordan Poole uh, had a bad shooting night, um, but uh, he still was all right. Yeah, he had a costly turnover at the end, but again, um, it's just him trying to work on being the guy again. You know, this is kind of like what happened to him last time. Clay's uh, can't play. Clay was it was Clay was always out because he was injured, and then. Curry was in and out of the lineup with him, so now it's Clay. His Curry's down, and Clay is in and out of the lineup, and he has to be this, be this superstar. And not saying he doesn't have that potential, but he's not there yet, and it takes time. You know what I'm saying? And again, by the time that the Warriors don't have because of the way, um, the div- not the division, the division in itself, in the whole Western Conference is every game matters. So he has to be. He didn't have a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I think he had three. Yeah, he had three turnovers, but. One of them was costly. Then again, a big shot by Sadiq Bey. Um, big time three to, to win the game. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to the rookie, uh, Jaden Duran, out of uh, Memphis. 18-11, uh, 8-8 uh, eight eight from the field. Perfect game. Um, they, the, the Pistons played a, a tremendous game. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing this right now with no Kate Cunningham, which is big. Kate is done for the year. Um, that sucks. But again, this gives time for other players, younger players, to help grow their role and um, continue to get better and uh, things of that nature. But again, the Warriors uh, have won some games uh, on this on while Curry's been out, and that's good. They need to continue to win. Uh, Curry said he'll probably be back. He's aiming for January 13th, so about, what, two weeks from now? So, uh, you know what I'm saying, a week, week a full week, two weeks, we week some change. From now, they'll be expecting Curry back. And if not, somewhere around that time, mid-January, we can see Curry back. And um, it wouldn't be at no later of a time because they need Curry definitely as an emotional boost and as being the best player on their team, uh, finals MVP for their squad. They definitely need him to uh, get back to where they want to be, and that's being one of the better teams in the West. They're definitely going to need Curry, and they're going to need uh, the bench to come along for the ride with them. And I'm talking about, uh, you know what I'm saying, Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman. And, you know, even the, the Ty Jerome kids has been playing really well. Um, I actually like how he's been playing for him, trying to find his role. Wiseman's another uh, DP, just didn't play, uh, suited up, was on the roster, but didn't get in. And it's just uh, it's a problem, you know, and it sucks. And, um, you know, now I'm starting to think, hey, do you guys move him now? Let him go somewhere where he can just go. And, you know what I'm saying, grow and be round one, pick two, and make his mistakes on a team that it won't really affect them, and they go get them some veteran to bring off the bench to help rebound or start, you know, depending on the caliber of player they can get. Um, I, I definitely think it's an idea that the Warriors should kick around because they're definitely going to need help rebounding. And until he can actually get on the court and help them doing that, I think it's just a waste of, uh, of what they need. So I definitely think they might should should think about kicking the can. We're trading Wiseman. Obviously, you might have to give up a little bit more because of what he has uh lack to show. So you know you might have to make it more uh feasible for the other team. But I definitely uh think it's um it's something that they should think about. Uh, something I think they are thinking about. I ain't gonna say they should. Me personally, I think they are, and there ain't nothing wrong with it because again, brother, Warriors just won a championship and. If they, for some reason, don't make the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, that's going to be terrible. And one of the places they'll look is at the draft picks they drafted over the past couple of years and the development or the lack thereof. And usually the Warriors are really good at developing players. So maybe they just let go of the other guys that they had a season too early. These guys might have needed another year of marination or, you know, in another 20 games, we'll be seeing in a different tune because there's still a lot of basketball left, so. It's only January, so we ain't even made it to All-Star Weekend. So it definitely, um, it's definitely definitely still early. Things can change. Wise men can get better. You're not around one pick two for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be honest. So the skill set is there. He's shown flashes. He's shown a lot of promise, and that's why the Warriors still believe in him, as they should. Definitely not telling them to give up. But I definitely think that if he can't help them right now, what's the use you know what I'm saying? Curry not getting younger. Clay not getting younger. Dre not getting younger. We we know Poole and, and Wiggins are, are are a part of the transformation and potentially Looney. Those three dudes are a part of the post-Curry, post-Clay, post Draymond era. But who else do you have? They thought they had a Kaminga and a Moody and a Wiseman, but now we don't know, you know? Again, Moody's getting more minutes than all of them. He plays the best out of all of them, and I still ain't saying much because Moody ain't just balling out of control either. So it's definitely a, a, a sour thing right now because, again, those are – those would be their key contributors, and now they're depending on guys like Lamb and Ty Jerome and Baldwin, you know what I'm saying, and, and these guys who are just veteran players in the league. So it's definitely going to be something to watch uh, uh, as the um, time goes, as the season wanes and the Warriors continue to play games. If they're successful, then, you know, just this conversation will just get pushed to the back burner. But if the uh, loser continues and Wiseman continues to not show any growth or any um, maturation in this offense or in this team, I think it should be time, you know, before before the value of him goes away. And then you can't get anything for him. and you're just letting a rookie walk after four years or after two years, three years, you feel me, in a deal. So... Um, I definitely think it's it's uh something they should look at. And then to finish off our uh our bad day of uh hoop, Sacramento Kings took an L to the Atlanta Hawks, 120 to 117. Gotta keep sipping that drink. But uh it was definitely a good game. It was very competitive. Again, uh a bad shooting night for De'Aaron Fox, 25 points on 20 shots. Um, Harrison Barnes played well, 22 points. Uh, Kevin Hooter played well. But the real the real hiccup was the bench. The bench underperformed for the Kings. And they only lost by three still. And that's why I say. Like, even with De'Aaron Fox having a bad shooting night, the rest of the squad picked up the slack. Kevin Hooter had 24. Harrison Barnes had 22. And DeMontis DeBonis racked up 20, 14, and 8. So they definitely helped out. And those guys all had efficient nights also. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? They helped out, but, uh, Malik Monk only gave nine off the bench. Davion Mitchell only gave five off the bench. And both these guys played 20, 20 plus minutes. So, uh, you know, this was just a bad night for the bench. Uh, um, TD only got four minutes. So you just wonder what they're trying to, uh, you know, it's one of those, like right now, I don't know what happened with, with Davis going in the doghouse. I don't know if he did something wrong, if we missed something or if they're just like, um, Working on testing out all their different rotations and he's just getting the back seat, but he is playing very, very well for the Kings. So I don't know what happened to where he just hits the bench like this. Like I said, I, I don't I'm not um, I'm not actually sure of why it happened. But again, it's it could be a variety of things. But I don't think he is in the doghouse. He's a very good player. I was talking to my friends, my friend who's a Kings fan, and we were kind of having this conversation. And I was telling him like we both were saying, like it can't be because he got in trouble. Felt like we would have definitely heard about that too. So it has to be like just rotation related. It's still early in the season. You want to preserve these guys' bodies for a long call. So you kind of want to see what you got. Um, but um on the other side, Atlanta Hawks, um, they haven't really looked that good this year. But they had a they had a very good outing. Uh, uh Boyan Bagdanovich off the bench gave 17 points with eight rebounds. Um Trey Young, 21 and 6, um, seven for twelve, a very efficient night to get 21 points on 12 shots. Very, very efficient. Um, DeJounte Murray broken in another 21 with four. Uh, uh, DeAndre Huter, 22 and eight. And the man who's been surrounded by trade talks for the last year and a half, two years with Atlanta, John Collins, 22 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, perfect from the free throw line, two, uh, and also hit two threes. Shot 50% from the three-point line, two for four to be Zach, seven for 11 from the field. And I definitely think he's going to continue to play well because he understands that he's playing four, you know, just in case there are, uh, you know, 29 other teams out there looking to see if they could use your services. He's definitely showing that he's a a, a willing hooper. He can play with the ball in his hand. He can play a little center. He can guard one through five. Uh, He's a very good player. And I think if Atlanta trades him and moves him, Somebody will be coming up on a tremendous player. And I mean a very tremendous player uh, with, a, with a lot of, uh, uh, I ain't even going to say potential because he's been in the league for a nice minute, but a lot of upside and continued room to grow um, with more opportunity is what I should say. But man, it was a, a sucky day. Three, three L's man. Uh, and none of us play today. We're all off today. This is a good thing. We need to break out that bull. But, uh, I still like where we stand. All of us are playing pretty well right now. Warriors are still right there in that play-in area, but hovering between nine and ten. You got the Kings at the sixth seed. and my net's sitting at third and east. So everybody's still fighting in the playoff spot, still trying to uh adjust and get, get them good positioning to make a, a deep playoff run. So I'm excited for uh what we all what all our teams got going. We all been doing well. We all making things happen. Uh I like where we're going. I like the Warriors trying to trying to get it going with no courage. I think the Curry coming back will be a big lift and it can be the spark they need to catapult the second half of their season. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But before we get uh, out of here and switch over to NFL, I want to give a a few spotlights on a few, few players who went hard uh, during this week, you know, who happened so many games in between the time I talked to y'all about it. So I like to go back and just go over some things, whether you knew or not. But uh, on Monday, on this past Monday, Um, obviously the big guy was uh Donovan Mitchell, um, getting 70 points uh in a double overtime game in a win versus the Bulls, 71 points, eight rebounds, eleven assists. So he definitely was out there playing his ass off. Um he's only the seventh player in NBA history to score seventy points in the game. Mm. So it's just another it ain't too many guys doing that. And in that same game, DeMar DeRozan dropped 44, though. Just so you can understand, like what it was like, like they was getting buckets. And on that same Monday with DeMar DeRozan dropping 44, Donovan Mitchell dropping 71, Clay dropped 54, Brown dropped 43, and Joel B dropped 42. And Brian also dropped that 43 on his 30th birthday. So uh happy birthday to Brian Breeze with my guy, King Jizzle. So uh, shout out to them dudes for, 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 for busting they, you feel me? And I'm going hard uh, uh all on Monday. And then... uh I got to give a a, a shout-out to somebody who he ain't going unnoticed, but because everybody's doing so well right now, we're not talking about Giannis. And I just want to give a shout-out to Giannis because I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to Milwaukee. And that's fine because it's Milwaukee, and he already won his ring. He got his 20 BPs, so now we feel like we can kind of push Giannis to the back burner, which is fine. But Giannis wants y'all to know he wants more championships. He really want to be one of the greatest to ever lace them up. And uh, he's been on a tear the last four games. Listen to these last four games. 30 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. 55 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. 43 points, 20 rebounds, 5 assists. And 45 points, 22 rebounds, and 7 assists. This man is on a tear right now. You do not want to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo uh if you play him in the next 3 days cuz he's going to still be out for at least another 2 to 3 days. So if you got a game with him in the next day or two, look out. He going to have at least 38 for you. I'm going to say 38. He got at least 38 for you. Nothing less than 30, but I'm going to say he got 38 for you. But um yeah, Giannis is 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 a monster and he's very very good and one of the better players in the league. And again, you know, he's been real quiet Team still successful, but it's been just so much other talented players going on and so much of the headlines in the league that you know sometimes greatness can go unnoticed. And that's what we made podcasts for to try to capture some of those moments that y'all might miss. Because everybody don't get to watch every game. So you know you might miss something. So if you didn't get to see it, you can always go back and look at the highlights. And if not, you can always tune in to here and here is Giannis just went crazy. Four games straight. And um a game that come on tonight, though, we do got a, a nice one on tonight, though. You got Luka Doncic. In uh, the Dallas Mavericks hosting uh, the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum uh, and Jalen Brown coming through. Big dogs of the East. Them boys is, 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 is real, real talented over there in Beantown um, with the young coach filling in and, and doing well. As you can see, they're still a very successful team. Number one in scoring. Um, number two in point differential. Number seven in blocks. Uh, and number seven in assists. They're a very, very well-coached team. Very well-disciplined. They play tremendous team defense. They rebound well. They're just—they're well—they're a well put together team. They're a championship team. This is what it looks like. This is this is how you run the team. Shout out to Boston Celtics organization. They're very very good. But y'all know that boy over there in that what 71 77 I don't know. I always forget that ugly number. Luke aware, but he gonna show up and show out. And um and over the last ten games, the Dallas Mavericks is eight and two, so they're actually playing. Better basketball right now. And the still only 5-5 five and five over the last 10. So, um, styles make fights. I can't wait to see Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum all get a turn to guard Luka Doncic. And, you know, it's just always good to see um, Luka magic, man. You know what I'm saying? To see a guy who can literally do it all. Literally. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's always fun to watch. And he's going to be entertaining. When we'll lose a draw, Luka's going to put on the show. He's going to entertain the fans. He's going to entertain everybody. And um, that's what he get paid to do. And he do it damn well, <laughs> so um, definitely I'll be tuning in uh, to a little bit of that. Like I said, um, that that come on at uh, what four thirty on TNT. So I'll, I'll definitely tune into a little of that before I tune into the Thursday night game tonight, which we will get into after these messages. I'm about to take a little break. Keep sipping on this, truly smoking on it on this good, good on this good Thursday. Take a few break, pay some bills, drink some water. We'll be right back after this break. It's the Bringin' the Wood Podcast with your boy. Woo! Y'all already know what it is, man. We back in the building. I'm solo, but I'm still rocking with y'all, baby. We switching it always NFL time. The good news is, I don't really got to talk too much about my Titans. They already had disgraced us on Thursday, so I don't got to. I don't got to get into that. I don't, I don't got to talk about that. Before I get into the Raiders Niners game. And I'll break that down and get into that. Um, a couple little other things I want to talk about. Um, the first one I want to talk about is something I talked about last week. And that was saying... I posted something saying, Ron Rivera needs to be fired and he just, and, and he should be. And you don't bench Taylor Heineke to start Carson Wentz, who we've seen be trash for the last two, three years. And he was trash on your team. That's why you benched him for Taylor Heineke. And then... Not only did you bench him for Taylor Heineke, he went out there and threw three picks. Taylor Heineke ain't threw three picks in the game since he's been a commander. Then you get on there and they ask you, why did you start Carson Wentz? You said we needed a spark. You know Taylor Heineke was the spark? That's why y'all benched Carson because he was the spark? All right, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Then he goes on in the interview to say he didn't then, – then they ask him, um, you know, what's next for you guys moving forward to the offseason? And he says, uh, we're not done yet. We're going to play this game. Like we can still make the playoffs. And they was like, no, you lost that game. You needed to win that game to be able to have a chance for next week. He said, oh, I didn't know that. Sir, you are the head coach. Of an NFL team. I'm my truly. And you telling me. That you didn't know. That if y'all lost that game. Y'all wouldn't have made. The, y'all your playoff host was over. And even if you did. What would you have done differently? That's my. That would have been my question. to the follow up. They didn't ask him that. But that would have been my follow up question. Like. Well if. You feel me? If you would have known that this was, what would you have done differently? What, have you, what could you have executed differently that would have made this game uh, a win? And I hope he wouldn't have said I wouldn't have played Carson, because then we would be, you know, that would be even, even worse. But again, bro, this is terrible coaching, terrible management, but again, ran by a terrible team. That's why the owners are getting fired. The Head coach need to be fired. They need to come all the way new. No disrespect to the players. But, excuse me, everybody needs to do it. Everybody, just everybody should just come and do And then if y'all want to come back, y'all can come back. But everybody should get a fresh start because it's terrible over there. And I can't believe Ron Rivera not only did that with the Heineken wins thing, then went in there in the interview and said that. And I was just like, bro, you're an NFL head coach. Respect the one, who I respect. Lost a lot for you for this, just, just this whole way you handled it. This Carson Wentz Taylor Heineke thing—it was trash anyway. For start, yeah, I can't believe you thought Carson Wentz was gonna be good. I'm gonna say Dan Snyder made you do it because you're a good coach, and I feel like you know. So I'm gonna say Schneider was pulling your leg, but that can get you far along. Like I said, the GM, the owner, are already about to be done too. So it, it was just bad. I definitely didn't. I, I definitely. I don't. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend the commanders. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend it. Uh, they're. 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 They're bad right now, and they're a good team, but they're just badly ran. So once they get some act right in there, and again, they start from the top. Man, you're only as good as the people leading, and that organization has been ran the wrong way for uh, some decades now. And uh, hopefully, the next people that take over, you feel me, can uh, you know bring some change and make the bring bring some some you feel me to that organization. But uh, other than that, yeah, Ron Rivera, you 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 killed me with that. Just every, the way you handled this whole season was very, very bad. Uh, yeah, so hopefully you fire. I'll say that. But you know, anything goes in the NFL. Also, another uh, uh, little uh, roster move that happened. Uh, the Cowboys is probably about to end up cutting James Washington. They already said that uh, uh, he about to head to waivers. Because uh, T.Y. Hilton been balling, respectfully. Like, you know, and I ain't saying he out here tripping, but like, He's playing a role, and he's playing it well. So that's a good good pickup for the Cowboys. And then James Washington, I think he'll be motivated. I low-key think my Titans need to kick the can and see, bro, kick, kick, kick the tires on that car and see. We need a deep threat. We need somebody. He's going to be motivated. Again, this would be his third team. He's still rather young. I think he's, what, five-year pro, four-year pro. So, I definitely think we should we should holler at James Watson if if he makes it to us on waivers. Like I definitely think that we should should look into that. Like I, obviously we got to win this game, but like I think he'd help us in this game like, for real. <laughs> but um, I definitely think whoever get him can have a chance to get a little motivated receiver. He got to work on the drops and obviously staying healthy with his health. But he's a nice deep threat. Um, makes good plays on the football. Very athletic. So um, hopefully he can find a spot. Maybe on a playoff team and make a little late run and get yourself some money in offseason. You never know. And then um, another one, uh, Jim Arbaugh, back in talks with the league, and I I felt like he was always going to be tied to the league because he was actually one of the college football slash head coaches who was successful in the NFL and successful in college. As you see, uh, you know what I'm saying, two-time college football playoff participant. Obviously getting put out in the first round ain't what he wanted to do, but it shows the steps he's, tooken, he's taken to turn the Michigan program around and, you know, overtake Ohio State. And, you know, he's pre-proved that two years in a row. And uh, two years in a row, Team NFL teams are going to come at him because he was a successful NFL coach and took the Niners to a Super Bowl and some NFC championships. So he's just a, a very good coach, and he knows how to get the best out of players, whether they're young men or older men. You know what I'm saying? And... uh He's just a very good coach, and this is what ha- this is what happens when you're successful. You know what I'm saying? Is the Michigan people gonna kill him for leaving Michigan and going to the league? No, it's a better opportunity. So what? You know what I'm saying? He just signed a deal to stay at Michigan, but this is what happens when you're good. It's just how the game go. You know what I'm saying? Good coaches get rewarded. Ain't that what you want? And you do do at your job. If you do a good job, another job will see that. You can go apply there, get put on, or they'll come hire you yourself but he in talks with the Panthers right now. Um, uh, I ain't going to say it ain't a fit. They just need a quarterback, you know. I definitely don't think he wants to roll Sam Darnold out there. I hope not, you know. I think Sam Darnold's playing for his, his relevancy in his life, so he's looking good in these last couple games. I think Steve Wilkes deserves a, 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 at least an interview at the end of the year, bro, with what he's doing with the team, even though they lost that game, you know, and so. But um, I think he'll get, a, get an interview or two out there. But um is a very good coach, so I definitely think that the Panthers are the first team, but I don't think they're gonna be the last team to uh, hit Harbaugh line and see if they can get him to come down from Ann Arbor and get back into the NFL uh, headset. But I think it's gonna take a lot to move him from there because he's a very controlling person, and Michigan gave him a lot of control, and that's a res- like and I ain't hating. Like I'm one of those type of dudes. If I was to be a coach, like if I was big like that, I won't control. I want to be able to to hire who I want. I want to be able to. You know what I'm saying? Recruit, speaking college, recruit who I want. And In NFL terms, I want to draft who I want. I want to trade the players that I don't need. I want to, you know, I want to be able to do my thing. Not to the extent of Belichick, but, like, something along that lines where I know I'm in control and, like, this is because of me. You know what I'm saying? And he gets that at Michigan, and I think he's going to demand something along the lines of that from any NFL team in Holland. I think that's why he didn't take the Viking job because it wasn't, um, you know, lucrative enough you know what i'm saying he gets a nice grip in college i ain't speaking on his pockets so i know he make enough to where don't you know, gotta just jump ship and go to the nfl so it's still gonna be something to um definitely watch for and keep your eye out on uh but uh it, it, so you know uh harbaugh could be back in the league before we know it i think it'll be good though he's a, like i say he was a very successful coach while he was here so I definitely think he can do it. I think he's one of those dudes who can bounce back and forth if he wanted to, you know, come do four, five years early. He did go back and do another six, seven in college. Just have fun with it, you know. Keep, keep the people guessing. But, um, no, it's definitely something to look into. And um, also, uh, in Titan news, Traylon Burks was added to the injury report um, yesterday uh, for a growing injury. He suffered in the game. Didn't really see it, but, you know, you can suffer a growing injury adrenaline and some you feel me of let you play through it. So um hopefully he's healthy, bro. We need this man uh for our game against the Jaguars. And um obviously I'll get into that game more tomorrow. Um you know closer to the game on Saturday. And all games are on Saturday and Sunday. So we don't even have a Thursday game tonight. We're chilling. We're just watching the hoop game that I talked about in the last segment. No football tonight. So uh we definitely uh, all the games are Saturday and Sunday, for sure. Uh, but Traylon Burks on the injury report, we definitely going to need him. Uh, we going to need all hands on deck to make this playoff game. To, to make the playoffs, we're going to need all hands on deck. Uh, Derrick Henry has already been listed as a full goal. He already participated fully in practice. He just got to uh, work on um, this fumbling issue that just came out of nowhere. And I, I ain't going to lie, I'll result the fumbling issue to not taking contact all year. He doesn't take contact in the preseason. He doesn't. He doesn't thud in any practice with us. Like because they're so scared of him getting hurt, they don't put him in harm's way at all. They say he get a little contact when we go scrimmage other teams during the preseason. Who knows what that is? Like that's still some type of controlled environment, also. So I do think he needs to. You feel me? Get bullets. I think he don't get used to people actually hitting him. He got hit a couple times this year. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, he still get up. I like, ain't nobody injuring him. You know what I'm saying? Um except for Brent from Ravens from the Ravens. He way hurt Derrick Henry a little bit. there Henry was holding his wrist and everything. <laughs> but I do I do think he has to work on the fumbling thing. There he has had some costly fumbles this year. Obviously, I'm not trading Derrick Henry for nobody. So that's not what I'm saying at all. Obviously, I think we should pay him. I still think he got at least another good two to three years of uh, good football left in him, and obviously mixing in another running back will still keep him serviceable because he's one of those backs who could do more what, with less as he gets older because he'll be able to have you fresh at the end and just wear you down late if we get another running back to develop like Haskins, um, you know what I'm saying, or or Chestnut, whoever they, uh, you know, whoever hands on showing up. Obviously, Hilliard, our featured backup running back, Hilliard is out for the season now. But um, we, we, we got some things to work on. We got a big one ahead of so us. Like I said, i will get more into that. Uh, tomorrow, football Friday, because it'll be closer to the game in all the games. Um, and before I get into the underrated game, the last one, which is the most important one, is uh, the update on um, on the Bills safety Demar uh Hamlin uh, who was seriously uh hurt uh, in the game on Monday versus the Bengals. They had postponed the game. Well, with five minutes left in the first quarter, suffered a uh, hit, uh, collapsed. Not gonna get too deep into it. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it, not seen it, You've heard about it, read about it. Somebody said it to you. Somebody asked you about it. But um, he's doing much better. Steady making. He's uh, steady making progress every day. Better breathing every day. Uh, and as of today, he showed remarkable improvement. and continues to make steady progress. Still in critical condition, but still moving in a positive direction. So everybody, continue to send prayers and love to Demar Hamlin and his family. Wife, kids, if you have any, you know, we got a mom and a dad. So, you know what I'm saying? Just players out to anybody that's, you know, close to him and anybody affected by this, you know what I'm saying? It uh, It shook me up a little bit, not when it first happened, but just like riding in the car uh, that were just, you know, listening to NFL Network and all the sports talk about it and just, you know, hearing everything, you know, just hearing it was just it's heartbreaking to being a football player. And, you know, and then I think it's really weird because it's not even weird. It's just, it's. It, I guess you can call it weird because in my head, I'm like, it's crazy because, like, I still would do it. Like, you know, it's like that. It's curve, you know, that's going to curve people from playing, but like it's some people who just like, yeah, man, like it's a part of the game and I hate that. That shouldn't be a part of the game, but like that's why we wear helmets and all that, but some things we can't control and I hate it, but I love that that he's well taken care of from the the, the hospitals in Cincinnati, the Bills, the NFL, the, the the little fans, everybody. I love the way that everybody has come together to show support uh, whether you knew him or not, you just know somebody is in need of, of love and prayer. And everybody's been doing that. So just continue to keep that man, uh, that fighting man in your prayers. And uh, we just pray that he can, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, come on, wake up and uh, talk to us. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, get back on the good foot with the world because uh, people are waiting on him. And he's got a lot of people out there who depend on him and love him. And they need, they need, their, they need their, their son, they need their friend, they need their brother, they need their uncle. And uh, we are looking for a, a very football, a good football player to, um, you know, just get well and, and get back to, um, you know, health as best as he can, you know, in, in this time like this. And, again, uh, you know, a lot of people are, you know, going to say what they're going to say about football and things like that. It's, it's just being a person who played it and played it, like, my whole life. Started playing contact at, what, 11 years old, 10 years old. So, you know, and did contact up until my – uh, mid-20s, you know what I'm saying? So, it's definitely a, a, a sport. It's a bond. It's a brotherhood, and that's why those players were so choked up out there on both teams. Cause It's like, even though we battling against each other, but we see you in the offseason. We hang out together. We kick it after the game sometimes if we got to hang out here or there, or two, Like, these dudes know each other. Some of these dudes go to school together. You know what I'm saying? Some of these dudes went to college together, played together for a season or two. So, like, these bonds be so deeper than just these uniforms they wear. So... Like that's a real friend, a real brother out there, and it's just, it's 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 so much bigger and so it's so much more real than football at that moment. And I'm so happy that the player said that, you know. And the game was postponed, and obviously the people who who said that the game should have been played. I don't think the game should have been played. I think the game should be played at a later date. But I think because of how late it is in the season, it's gonna be hard to like squeeze a game in unless you try. Like I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't even know when to like. So I definitely think that it's just one of those things that they might have to just figure out a way to make that work. That's the NFL job. I ain't going to wreck my brain on it. I've seen them making a few scenarios to where they might let them play at a neutral site or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's early in the process. They're going to still just let this next week play out, which is, you know, all the games are still scheduled to play. Bills and Patriots will play next week. Uh, not next week, but this weekend. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm definitely looking forward to the games this weekend. But, again, this was just a serious moment that happened. I want to make sure I, I I say something about it and let them know, you know, obviously, uh, you know, just let people know and people who weren't aware and people who are aware, let them know that we're thinking about them. And, you know, you get love on my platform because uh, everybody need love, especially in a time like that, man, uh, with such a serious, serious thing happening on the field in front of so many people. But now we're going to get uh, to the to the goodness. And it was the Raider-Niner game, y'all. And, again, I ain't a Raider fan or a Niner fan, but growing up in the Bay Area, I got friends on both sides. I got family members on both sides. So I've always been neutral. And I've always liked players on both teams. So I, I don't really trip. Uh obviously, the fans or whatever. Uh, uh, most, of, most of the people I know, I'll say respectfully, most of them. Most of the people I know personally. I got friends who I know on the Internet or play sports with. Who they like the, the diehard goofy kind of Niner Raider fans. But then like my close homies, like they they not really the ones that are Niner Raider fans, they not really like Niner Raider goofy, bro. Like they understand what it really be. So I uh, shout out to them. Hopefully I get Derek on here. That's one of my my close boys who raider fan, who are real, <laughs> a real a real iPad Raider. He the he the one with the sub who told him Niner is a bad word. But like he still understands how the game goes and he respect good football teams and stuff like that. So uh it's just definitely it was definitely uh a, a, a great game to watch. And like me and Chase said last week, this game had nothing to do with the players on the field. We said this game was gonna be a good game. We already knew that. And it was even it was even better than that. They even gave us an extra five minutes to us in football. Um, gave us some 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 drama with some missed field goals. Devontae Adams out there balling. But I do think this was a hell of a game. And obviously, the big talk will be uh, Jared Stidham. That'll be the big talk. Jared Stidham and his performance and how he looked. And, or, or rather, how Derek Carr didn't look in offense and how he did look. Before I get into that, I'll just talk about the game in itself. Um, Derek, uh, Jared Stidham, first, first start. I want His it's first start for the Raiders, uh, 23 for 34, 365 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, one pick was his fault. Another pick was Nick Bosa's <laughs> So, you know, that's just how the game goes. So, that is what it is. Josh Jacobs ran the ball well. Even got a compliment from Nick Bosa saying that's the best run to make he played against. But he did play against Derek Henry. but whatever. I ain't going to hate unless he was hurt when that game happened. Then I take back my statement. But Josh Jacobs is a boy. We've been saying that all year anyway. And then Devontae Adams just does Devontae Adams' thing. Seven catches, 153, two touchdowns. Um, and then even Darren Waller sprinkled in, uh, 72 yards on three catches in the touchdown. And obviously Darren Waller was a, was a big miss for them, uh, this year, missing all those games. And I definitely think, uh, you know, he's trying to make up for it in just the last couple of games. He's been playing hard. Uh, they definitely got a, a cold offense when they get all those boys back. Hunter went throwing everybody. He was even, you know, out there, got a couple catches getting back into the flow of things. Um, but the two big things I, I took away out of this game, well, actually, I guess I want to say three, is one is the consistency of Brock Purdy and um, of him continuing to play well, even after making mistakes throwing interceptions, you know, uh, uh, getting sacked. He's still just get, not getting sacked, but throwing interceptions, getting rattled, like getting blitzed, getting knocked down. He, still, he continues to stay composed, stay within the offense, and continues to give uh, uh, his players opportunities to make plays. Obviously, when you got somebody like Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, nineteen carries, one hundred twenty-one yards, and a touchdown, he makes it easy on you. Uh, Jordan Mason, uh, Jordan Mason, got in there also. Uh, but like I said, McCaffrey makes it easy on you. Brandon Ayuk is 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 starting to click. It y'all, it's starting to click. It's starting to to starting to like just turn over a little bit. And he's starting to be able to make plays. And you see laid down the stretch the four straight catches that led to the field goal to win the game. All the IU, uh, he, he was playing very well. Him and Purdy were locked in. And it was like they got a they got a real nice rapport. Uh, even George Kittle got a touchdown in there. I definitely like the Niners. They, they look good. I think Brock, that's, the, that's one of my points is, is even with Brock Purdy, they look good because Brock Purdy isn't trying to play outside of the offense. And that's what makes great players. It sounds crazy, but that'll make a good player a great player because he doesn't play outside of his means. Those make great, great. That's how a game game manager can go get a Super Bowl is you don't play outside of you in the offense. It's like, okay, this is the offense and this is me. I'm not going to do more than this. If I got to, that means we're probably losing. We're probably in trouble. But if I continue to do this and everything work, bro, we're going to be in every game and we can win every game. And that's what it's going to be from here on out with the Niners. It's can they continue to run the ball well and continue to keep Purdy upright and let him continue to make plays um, through the just the simplicity of the offense and, and Shanahan draw up plays to get guys open and, and they'll be well on their way. So I definitely like what they or what they did out, out there. But my second thing is, which kind of ties into my third thing, and my second thing is I want to talk about the Niners defense giving up 365 passing yards to the Raiders. Um, and obviously this is no slouch. But, again, this is Jared Stidham. This is a backup quarterback. This is somebody who uh, was traded for, obviously, because of the ties to McDaniels and uh, the Patriots. So, obviously, he wanted to have a guy in camp that he knew, that knows the system, that's been in the system his whole career, literally. It's the only system he knows since he's been in the league. So, uh, you can't let a guy, though, come out there and throw for for almost 400 yards on, on you guys. Um, on a on a week's notice. I definitely think that they showed weakness in the secondary. And obviously it's not a it's not like a super gap because some of those catches Devontae Adams made, they were in great coverage. Devontae Adams is just the boy. But it was some it was the Darren Waller plays, it was the Foster Monroe plays, it was the Matt Collins plays. It was some of those uh, and then it was some of those throws that still missed on some guys that were open. Um, and it just showed that it, the weakness will be in the secondary. But the thing is, you gotta have time to get that. And, um, I thought Stittle was just really quick with his, uh, with his reads, or he would roll out and break the pocket. But I think he was real quick. And that's what knowing the scheme, knowing the offense, like the back of your hand, which goes into my third point, And that's Stittle's performance. And like everybody's gonna say, man, Derek Carr didn't look that good. It's like this is Derek Carr. First year in this in this scheme, this system, this play calling, this terminology, it's all new. Stidham's been in this terminology since his rookie year. Stidham is a four-year pro. So he is, is very fond to this offense. He knows all the checks. He knows the audibles. This ain't nothing new. He got traded here for this reason. McDaniels knew, hey, eventually, if I need to, I can play him. He knows it. I got enough talent around here. He can keep us in some games. And now, kind of with the season being out of reach, you go ahead and put him in and see what you got. And now you say, oh, okay, he got a little something. Maybe we can build off this. You play he's gonna play again this week. You get another week to look at him, and then you go in offseason and then you you make your adjustments there. You know, and the big mystery will be what what what's what's the move of Derek, what's the move of Derek Carr in the offseason? That'll be the biggest talk. Um, but those are my three big takes from the Raider game was. Uh, Brock Purdy continues to look poised um, in the pocket, out the pocket, and just in the offense, and continues to play in the scheme. He's not playing outside of the scheme. Two, the Niners' pass defense looks suspect when win time in the pocket. Again, Sidham wasn't sacked either. Again, Bosa had the, the 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 rush at the end that led to the interception. But he wasn't sacked. He had time in the pocket. When he had time, he made plays. He made great throws. Bounced outside the pocket. So I think the pass second, secondary is something that we will, we will look at as season go on. Again, they ran that like they ran the ball well on the two. But, again, this is the rivalry. So I don't take it too deep. I don't take it too deep in there. I'm telling you, they, the game was filled more by the jerseys than the players. So a lot of this you take with a grain of salt. But it's still something you take because it happened. And certain things you can't let happen. Josh Jacobs getting 71 yards, every four yards a carry, that's possible. It's like he did his thing, but he admitted, you know, it's uh right. they didn't he didn't go crazy, but he was, he was, he was, he was, he was making plays. He was progressive in his runs. But throwing for 365, that's unacceptable. So that was my second one. And then the third one is Jared Stidham and how comfortable he looked in the offense again, because he knows it. So it's how he'll capitalize. On this last game, can he parlay it to a full season next year? We'll see. Tune in next time on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, But before I get out of here, uh, I'm uh, going to talk about uh, players of the uh, week. I know I got to. And I'm going to be quick because two of them on the same team, and they damn near balling out of control as units. They up there high on the defensive rookie of the year list. Uh, one of them only been playing for eight games. So we'll start with Aiden Hudson of the Detroit Lions uh, in a blowout of the uh, Chicago Bears, 41-10. Aiden Hudson had four tackles, one tackle, four loss, one sack, one interception, and one pass breakup. So he probably could have had two picks. <laughs> and he is an, I think he got like four interceptions, three or four interceptions. I think that's amazing for a defensive end. I think he's – that shows that he can actually drop in coverage and make plays on the ball. Like, that's very good. Um, and he's showing his worth as being one of the top picks in the draft. And on the other side of him now, seventh-round pick out of Jackson State, James Houston, the, the fifth. I think that's the fifth. I don't know Roman numerals, but I think that's the fifth. <laughs> uh he had three sacks in the game. Three sacks, two tackles for a loss, three total tackles. Um This guy, like I said, he's got eight sacks on the season. And he's only played in six games total. Again, he, he was out, they had him just practice squad. He got elevated on Thanksgiving versus the Bills, had two sacks, then had another sack, then another sack, then he had took one game off, then had another sack, then had three sacks. This kid is is really good. And he was a pass rush specialist. Uh for Jackson State. He was one of their better players. He was on all defensive swag, all those good things. And it's showing. And this is one of those moments where uh, it shows, you know, hey, kids, the black college, them boys play. You know what I'm saying? And he's just one of many. It's a couple guys out there on a couple teams of uh, rookies making plays. You know what I'm saying? Uh the Jac- Kobe Durant for the Rams, he played nickel corner out of South Carolina State, same college as Shaq Leonard, uh, formerly known as Darius Leonard, for people who don't know, but he's Shaq Leonard now, changed his name. Uh he did a little rookie corner play for the uh, Rams. He got about two or three interceptions this year out of HBCU. So HBCU talent out there. I know we're going to talk about ARE going to Bethune-Cookman tomorrow, but that's for Football Friday. So y'all know I'm going to say that. But y- y'all know we're going to have a whole little segment because yeah, y'all know what time it is. And then for my last person who gets uh my player of the week in my three man, Daniel Jones. I I got I got to give it to Daniel Jones. 266 total yards, four total touchdowns, no interceptions, not was sacked one time. Um uh, in a blowout win versus the, the uh Jeff Saturday leg coach. And um the Giants are in the playoffs. The first time since twenty sixteen, this is a, it's a long time coming. I I don't it's it's crazy. I still don't know if I would would pay Daniel Jones. It's it's crazy. Like I still ain't a hundred percent sure if I would pay him. Maybe I sign him to like a little two year thing or something. You know what I'm saying? And he gets some big money though for two years, maybe I'm giving him like. 20 mil a year for two years or something like that or maybe i franchising but like I, I think i need to see more i think i need to see more i think that would be probably the best case scenario i don't know if i want to lock them in for four or five years because i do think guys play their hardest when they're on the end of their deal because you're playing for all 32 teams you're playing for the team you're on and 31 others so i feel like you just play with some extra oomph so I definitely like either shining to a little two-year or just tag him and see what he can do, see if he can do it again with a full year, another year in my scheme, another year, and then, you know what I'm saying? Let's see. Unless he make an incredible playoff run, you know what I'm saying? But we'll see. But this shows that coaching does matter, um, and, it, and it matters a lot more now when it comes to scheming and stuff. So respectfully, a lot of these old heads – way innovative, they're not gonna be able to just take any quarterback and 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 tell them just drop back and throw the ball. Like you gotta be an innovative coach now. So coaching will start to matter a lot more as we see, especially in the quarterback area. Quarterbacking coaching will matter a lot more because you can do a lot more now with offenses with certain quarterbacks. So now you might not be a good quarterback in this game, but I'll put you over here you might be a pro bowler. So I just think it's going to um Make for interesting, interesting, interesting football in years to come. And just to see the quarterbacks and the different array of talent we will have coming down the pipeline. Again, Daniel Jones and Saquon's at the end of their rookie deals. Obviously, I'm paying Saquon, Equon boy. But Daniel Jones, I'm about to sip on that. That's a mystery. I'm not sure if I, would, if I would pay him. That's just me personally. But again, if he make a crazy run, I'll take my statement. If he can win a game or two, Somehow the Giants end up in the NFC Championship. He really out here looking like Eli. Whack all year, but get me right, and I can make it happen in the offs. Then you know we, we have a different conversation. But as of right now, I ain't sold on him. I think he's I think he's upgradable. I think Dayball is is coaching him up and in, in, in getting the best out of him, which I still don't think is enough. Again, he did this against the Colts. He couldn't really do anything against the Cowboys when they played the Cowboys. He didn't do a lot when they played the Redskins. Like, you know, so it's just certain things that I pay attention to. And that's why I'm just like, yeah, you're dominating the weak teams, which is a good thing, respectfully. But when we need you to just give me a little bit more against the good guys. Kind of fell short, and they started off strong this year. So we'll definitely see, though, um, um, what's what's in store for Daniel Jones. I'm excited. But, again, he got player of the week, though, for over 250 total yards. Four total touchdowns and what we call a flawless victory over the coach. So uh, he definitely gets that. And then the last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here is uh Sean McVay, man. I wanna I want to talk about the Rams for a small second. So you I the Rams obviously they're not going anywhere. They're going home and uh after this weekend. They just gonna be chilling in a lot lazy. But I want to just talk about, uh, it's rumors going around that McVeigh is interested in NFL uh, TV network deals in 2023. Um, But, man, this has been going on for a few, few years now, like two years, maybe three years. What I want to say is I've never seen a team go from so, so, you know, high up to so, so, like, done. But I really think that that team was supposed to just retire after that ring. I think they came back because the high felt so good. It was like, let's just try it again. But when you find out that Cam McVay thought about uh um leaving right after before this, before that year they just won the bowl. He thought about leaving the year prior, but he got talked into staying. You know what I'm saying? So he wanted to dip out before they won the bowl. So I felt like he was already strong along to stay. Uh Aaron Donald after the Super Bowl put his retirement papers in and sent them to the Rams. But the Rams never sent them to the NFL. They talked him into coming back and paid them all that money. And you see how uh, lack thereof he's been playing. You know what I'm saying? So he's been solid, but, like, obviously, you see the record. He didn't miss games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Matthew Stafford it literally limped through the year. He looked like Lions Matthew Stafford all over again. You know what I'm saying? It was it, like I've never seen the team broke down so much to what I'm looking like, damn, maybe y'all should have just won that ring, and everybody should have rolled off into the sunset in LA and became movie stars. But uh, yeah, nah, I think Sean McVay gonna get up out of here on the rounds. Got my ring, got Stafford a ring, got it, got him a little bit more bread again, gave Aaron Donald some more bread, gave cups some bread. Like these are the guys that I rode the ship on. Jalen got paid. Like, I could deal. Like, I'm out. I'm finished. Just start talking about the game now. I'm done coaching. And then in seven years, I want to come back. I only be like 42. I can come back and come back and coach. He's still a relatively young coach, but I do just think the Rams is just crazy how they just went from like where they were to where they are, and it's just it's it's crazy to see sometimes. But you know, hey, they got Super Bowl out of it, so you know, hey. I ain't hating. I'll take a Super Bowl. Shoot. On a real. <laughs> I'll I take one uh, twice over. For real, for real. I'll retire right after. It, it, I'll never root for the Titans again. Let them get the Super Bowl. Tell me that. It's good. <laughs> nah, but, man, y'all already know, bro. It's always a blast to, to have y'all on and listen to me, man, uh, rant and, and spill my little info and just my ideology and Scientology on sports and, and, and my outlooks. Again, tune into the games uh, this weekend. Ain't no game tonight, so just chill out uh, tomorrow, football Friday. I'm going I'm to go look through my, my papers and my notes. I'm going to find all my division picks from when I started, before the season started, all my division winners. I picked them all in order from one to four. I'm going to go look and see how many I got right, how many I got wrong. Uh, obviously, Big Chad be back on, um, barring anything catastrophic, the weather crazy out here, um, where I'm at. So that's that's why I'm filming alone. I'm going to try to get out, though, tomorrow. You know, I'm still just stuck through it a little bit because I really like, you know what I'm saying, I like being able to pass it back and forth with my brick bro. So I definitely will be on Wichay tomorrow. Like I said, boring, anything catastrophic, anything crazy. We'll be on rocking tomorrow for sure for Football Friday. And like I said, we'll we'll get into all the games Saturday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, you know we're going to talk college football. Like I said, Airy, that Bethune cook, man. Coach Prime uh, going crazy right now in the transfer portal. Uh, We're we going to talk it all. We're definitely going to talk it all. We're going to definitely get into some um, football. Y'all already know big games tomorrow on my Titans. Got a big one for the playoff versus Jags. So it, it's some it's some, it's some some big games and some key games coming along. Playoff implication, seeding implication, And we still kind of want to see how things are going to shake out. You know, Eagles still got to get that win in. To actually secure that one seed now that Garner Minshew didn't smoke two in a row. So this shall be interesting. This shall be interesting Saturday and Sunday. Uh, y'all already know we're gonna talk national championship TCU Georgia. Woo, Man, talk about the games, talk about the ball game. Y'all, hey, y'all know what? Thank y'all for tuning into the Bringing the Will Podcast. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for y'all's support. Uh, to wherever you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor um uh any web browser whatever platform you want and wherever you at right now I always like to thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all thank y'all hey and continue to tune in uh camper chronicle production youtube coming soon i'm working on hashing out making sure name is certified and all that good things we want to get cross our eyes and dot our before we before we go super mainstream so again stay tuned we got some big stuff coming got some crazy content coming from some creative people um, that, I done, that I've been rocking with for a long time now. And um, it's going to be dope to be able to introduce these guys to y'all in different lights. So, uh, again, stay tuned. Uh, love, peace, and hair grease. To the people on this side of the world where I'm at in the Valley area, California area, stay dry for real. It's rainy, rainy, I'm pretty sure. It's snowing up north and storming all over. So, everybody stay dry. And the people in sun weather, forget y'all. But jump in the pool for me. <laughs> y'all already know, man. Till tomorrow, man. Your boy D Wood, it's the Bring the Wood podcast, and y'all know what I do on the Bring the Wood podcast. I just brought the wood. Let's have a good one. Peace.